With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up? Welcome back to Overtime Operators, the show where we talk about making money in sports. This week, we got some betting and we got some benchmarking for player props, a little bit of heat check. Uh, I'm John at John J3X on all the socials. I got Daps at Daps Sports on all the socials and Casey, the Niners fan man or Niners underscore fan man. You got to look him up. You just got to figure it out. You got to figure it out with Casey. He doesn't like to be easy to find. He likes to be a little bit hard. You want to, you got to want him a little bit. If you haven't been on the show before we bet, uh, we have a, you know, a $10 bet, a $20 bet, 30, 40, and 50. In my $10 spot, I bet the Vikings at a, as minus as uh, three point favorites over the bears, the Vikings lost. So that was just an all around bad day for me. Uh, as a Vikings fan. Uh, I also liked the heat on the money line. The heat ended up getting uh, a heat over Knicks on the money line. It was like a plus 124 at the end of it. Didn't matter. The Knicks beat the heat. Um, I don't really know what to do with the heat. Miami heat, really a bummer. Uh, in my $30 spot, I had a parlay. So I had the Dolphins beating the Jets and the Chiefs beating the Raiders straight up, no spread. But then I also had both of those games. So the Dolphins game going over 29 and a half points and the Chiefs Raiders game going over 28 and a half points. It was a four leg parlay. I hit all four legs in the $30 spot. So two losses in the 10 and $20 spot. And then I won in the $30 spot. Uh, in my $40 spot, I had Tyreek Hill over 90 and a half receiving yards. Hit that one. He had like a hundred something. Uh, and then in my $50 spot, <laughs> Zay Flowers bailed me out. Uh, I had the Ravens three and a half point favorites over, uh, who did they even play? Who did the Ravens even play last week? Uh, the Bengals, right? No, not the Bengals. Chargers? <laughs> yeah, Ravens played the Chargers. Ravens were three and a half point favorites. They shouldn't have won. Justin Tucker really blew the game for us. Like missed a field goal that is very makeable for him. Uh, I thought we were going to end up losing that bet. And then Zay Flowers just like, ah, I'll just house one in the last play of the game. And uh, ended up Ravens ended up winning 2010. It was going to be a three-point game, ended up being a seven-point game. Zay Flowers knew I had them on the spread. He had to take care of me. Appreciate it, Zay. Uh, throwing the bouquet after the touchdown. So I think I ended up right side up about uh, 70... No, I, I ended up right side up about 30 bucks on the week or sorry. Uh, no, sorry. 70 bucks on the week or roughly 50%. Uh, that was my week. Casey, let's talk about what happened to you. Hit me with it. So you had bucks Colts. You had bucks with two and a half po- as two and a half point favorites. Uh, you lost that bet. The bucks lost to the Colts. That was your $10 slide. Uh, they were two and a half point dogs. Sorry. Two and a half point dogs. Doesn't matter. They lost by seven. So uh, you lost it either way. Um, but yes, you're right. Two and a, it says plus 2.5 right here. Lost just by a little less in my defense. A little bit less. It's a five-point swing. Right. Um, you lost it. And then Chiefs Raiders, you didn't care about the eight and a half points. You just took the Chiefs on the spread. Minus eight and a half. They won. 
by more than eight and a half. Same thing with the Dolphins. You didn't the, the big spread didn't scare you. Dolphins, Jets in your $30 spot. You took the Dolphins with a 10-point spread. I think the best point during the week, it was like nine and a half, nine and a half, ten. You didn't care either way. You took the Dolphins and yep, they both raced the Jets. And then Saints, Falcons, you had a 41 and a half point. You had the under on 41 and a half points. The under did hit. Jags, Texans. 48 and a half points seemed like a smash. Honestly, seems like both those teams can score points. You had the over on 48 and a half. That one didn't hit lost that one. So you lost your $10 bet and your $50 bet. You ended up $30 right side up or roughly 20%. Uh, so, Hey, making money, you know, if, if your $50 bet doesn't hit, you're just looking to be, Hey, did I say, did I end up right side up for the week? Great. I'm happy. Hey, no shame. If that were a matchup again this week, I'd run it back and bet the over again. All right. Daps though, had himself a week. Had himself the best week out of all of us. So in the $10 spot, he lost his $10 bet. So Patriots versus Giants, you had a minus three. Uh, you liked the Pats with minus three. They did, that did not hit. Uh, Ravens versus Chargers, you liked the Ravens. Three and a half point favorites. Same thing happened. You got bailed out by Zay Flowers just like I did. Uh, you But you only had it in the $20. I really got bailed out by him. It was in my $50 slot. Uh, and then Bills, Eagles, uh, three point favorites. Bills, it was a push. Uh, they actually did just lose by three. So that's a push, right? I think you just even money with the house on that. Um, Rams versus Cardinals. You like the over on 44 and a half points. That one hit. Steelers, Bengals. You like the Steelers as one point favorites. Um, now, I mean, in hindsight, that seems like the smash bet of the week. That one also hit. You ended up right side up 100 bucks on your 150 you bet. So roughly 66%. Um, we count all of the spread bets as even money. I know I recap that every week, but something important. Not not all spread bets are even money, but yeah, either way, right side up. Uh, Daps, great week. We'll start with you, Casey, in the $10 spot. What you got? Sure. Yeah, this week, um, you, know, you know me. I like to have a little bit of a theme going on. Last week, I had three spread bets, and I bet one over, one under. I decided to run it back this week, hopefully with a little bit better results. So last week I started out with three spread bets, three low bets. I've switched that now completely on its head. Uh, I think I did better in those last week. So now I'm reserving those for my top three bets. I'm going to start out with the over and under bets. First one up is an over that I think should hit. Uh, we all know that I, I missed it on the last week, but that's okay. Um, this week I see the cards at Steelers as a potential over that should hit. The line is at 41 right now. Uh, we all know that Matt Canada is fired. He is gone. He is no longer a nuisance for Pittsburgh. They came out and had at least an explosion relative to the rest of their season on offense last week. So things are trending up. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Can I also just add this because everybody needs to hear this? The Steelers, not only, you know, you just you just said that the they had an explosion in comparison to what they've been doing. They had over 400 yards, and that is the first time the Steelers have had over 400 yards, and I think it's either 56 or 58 straight games. So it's more than that, Casey. Yeah. It, this is Matt, Matt this, Canada. This has, is, Matt Canada has zero 400 yard games. Yeah, like that. <laughs> when that happens, it's it's all too convenient, and you go, oh, how much is it really the offensive coordinator's fault? In this case, a lot. A much, much. Yeah, uh, South Park says. Blame Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kenny Pickett's out here looking like Tom Brady without Matt Canada, man. It turns out he's actually pretty good. I only threw in the relative thing because there are other teams that 
do that on a much more regular basis. But yeah, Steelers, that's not been their identity. They're coming out. They're playing a different style of football. Uh, my guess is that the sports books haven't really projected that to remain true yet. It's not like we've seen it happen three, four times in a row, and they know they can rely on it. So the line, I think, it gets a little bit of a break here. And on the other side of the ball, it's the same sort of story. We've got the Cardinals, who most of the year they've been playing without Kyler Murray. He's come back, and I mean, he's doing Kyler things out there. And last week, he actually finally got a connection going with Hollywood Brown, which didn't happen in his first outing. So I'm banking on them to put up some offense as well. I think these two teams, they're they're going to hit the over on 41. Quick math says that means both teams need about 20 points. I mean, if they can't scrounge together three touchdowns apiece, then um, I, I just I don't see any reason why. Like somebody else needs to be fired probably at that point. Uh, all the problems should be fixed here. These teams should be trending upwards for the rest of the year. Um, and uh, yeah, I think 41 is a pretty fair line, and I'll bet the over any day of the week on that one. I like it. Uh, I like that one as well. DraftKings, by the way, uh, one ten odds, minus one ten odds, M- minus one ten on that. So, uh, yeah, I like it. Matt Canada seems to be just such an obvious fall guy, especially after that week they had last week. Um, Daps, what do you got in the ten dollars spot? My ten dollars spot, I got the Steelers Cardinals under forty one. So, um, even with this new, you went the other way with it. Yeah, really, really even, even with this, what Casey has, huh? He didn't. So te- before he heard yours, Casey, that was not his ten dollar bet. He's like, no, no, I just want to bet against Casey. This will be fun. Yeah, very, very curious that we both put this in our our ten dollar on the opposite. But um, actually, as we talked it through, I thought, wow, four hundred yards. Maybe I'll do that again. Um, the Steelers, they don't play that way, though. You know, they've never played that way, even with Russell. Roth, the only time, you know, Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, those killer bees, that was obviously insane. But besides those couple years, they've never been that team who just airs, airmails the ball the whole time. They've always been defense first, have a stable quarterback, run the ball. They don't try to put points on the board. Can they overhit? Absolutely. Kyler looked really bad last week. I imagine it's going to be cold in Pittsburgh. I don't think he plays well in the cold. We'll see what happens. I, I I just I don't know how real the Steelers are yet. I just that they win these weird grind out games. It's impressive to a degree, but can you really beat any of the top five, top ten teams like that? I don't think so. I don't think you can beat the Ravens like that. I don't think you can beat the Lions like that. I don't think you can beat the Chiefs or the Eagles or the Niners or the Cowboys. I just don't think you can beat those teams with their style of football. So um, I'm going under this week only because it's getting cold. Kenny Pickett and Kyler are both like just not impressive. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, are. I, I call the Steelers. It's like they get those team Tim Tebow style wins where you watch it and you're like, I don't know. It, it doesn't look good. He doesn't look like he's good, but somehow he's winning games. Uh, those are the, those are the games the Steelers win. Like, I don't, it, I don't like it. I don't like watching it at all. Somehow they get, they get the win though. Um, okay. That's like ten- we put them both in our $10 spot. So yeah, neither of you very most- confident, but you both. I do agree like with your analysis too, Dabs. I think it, Personally, I think it rides on Kyler. I think he'd have to be the engine for the entire game to hit the over because the Cardinals need to put pressure on the Steelers to repeat what they did on offense, I think. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. if they can just dominate on defense, then 
they don't need to be that aggressive. So, right. Uh, okay, let's move to the twenty dollar spot. Daps, you'll go first this round. Twenty dollar spot. I got uh, another under, um, and I analyzed this the same way we did last week, John, and you brought this up. Chiefs Packers under forty two and a half. I was too afraid to bet it last week, but. A Chiefs game with an over under 42 and a half to me is nuts. The the lowest you usually see a Chiefs over under set at is like 46, 47. So for 42 and a half, I think Vegas just really does not like uh Mahomes' receivers right now and thinks that because of the drops and because of the lack of offensive production that they, they, they can win the game, just not in the way that your traditional Chiefs win by scoring 30, you know, 40 points. Jordan Love is uh, has had some moments this year where you're like, wow, is he for real? And then goes on a five or six team losing streak. So very impressive play last week against the Lions. Very impressive win. But again, now we're getting into that area of, uh, of time where weather is going to start to affect games. These are the. This is going to be the first stretch where like it's really cold, or it's the first cold game you're playing. Depending on what stadium you play in, if you're in LA or you're in Kansas City or you're in Green Bay. Now listen, Green Bay and obvious and and Mahomes they play in the cold consistently, so they're used to it. But wind is a factor. Missed field goals, right? That shaves points off. I'm going under Chiefs Packers. You like the under at 42 and a half. I was going to say Lambeau Field in that in that deep north, the deep north where it's real cold. Like you get you get the real cold there. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's that oftentimes sets up kind of ground and pound ugly run games. Uh, you never know. It could be a nice day for sure. But that's, you know, don't say that, John. I don't mind it. I don't <laughs> mind the 42 and a half. No, it's going to be an awful snowy grind out there. It's going to be like 1610. Um so the four under on Chiefs Packers, uh, Casey, $20 spot. You got the over on Chiefs Packers? My $20 bet this week is Chiefs Packers over. No, I'm just <laughs> totally kidding. Uh, no. Nah. I thought for a second we might be lined up again, but uh, I'm actually going to an under here now. Again, one over, one under, then spread bets. I like I like looking at the, the slate of games in that way, trying to find one of each of those, of those things first. Um, and if I don't, then I don't force anything. But I like the exercise. Uh, the under that I expect to hit this week is a game that's set at a line of 34 points. So already really low, right? Yeah. It's take you're some betting, balls. You're to under on 34 points, but wait till you hear the matchup. Yeah, it's in this matchup. I think that both teams think that their best chance of winning the game is for that under to hit. Uh, I don't think either team likes to get in, in shootouts by any means. Um, and that matchup is the Falcons at the Jets. Uh, the Falcons, the way they win ball games is mostly ground and pound. Uh, a lot of a lot of clock runs off in those kinds of game scripts, uh, especially if they get a lead. They don't need to do anything aggressive. Meanwhile, the Jets, I mean, we know who the Jets are right now, right? Yeah. They have a great defense, a playoff defense, and just bumbling all over the place on offense. So yeah. when this line is set at 34 points, I want the sports books to uh, tell me who who's scoring those points. Uh, yeah. how, how do you see this happening? I know it's a low line, but hey. I'm gonna I'm gonna risk it this time and say that they get under 34 Falcons at Jets. I just you this, know good on them if they can hit the over, but I don't see it happening. This feels like a classic like 
seventeen eleven game, you know, seventeen yeah. twelve game. Uh, 10 yeah, six. 10, 10 I mean, <laughs> it could be. <laughs> I was like, I was going well, through this. Nobody morning. has more 10 sixes than the freaking Jets over the last two years. Like, they're the king of that. Like, let's both stay in single digits, them and the Giants. When I did the math in my head, if I was predicting the score, I was thinking probably the Falcons take it. Maybe they score 21. Uh, but then I was like, I don't think the Jets can 21. score more than 10 points. So I think this hits in the under by at least three. So that's yeah. me. Falcons at Jets, spend the under. Uh, it's uh, minus 112 on DraftKings as well. All right, minus 112 on that one. So uh, we are going to move to the $30 round where the money starts getting real. We start getting into the mid-range, the bets we got to be a little confident in. We know if we lose these ones, might ruin our week. Uh, Casey, you're going first this round. What you got? All right, I'm up first. Uh, we're staying in the NFL here. I don't know if DAP is all NFL as well this week. Um, I'm going to spread bets now. Spread bets. For the remainder of my bets here, first one, Panthers at Bucks. The Bucks are five and a half point dogs. They burned me last week. Mm, or five and a half back. point favorites. Excuse me, five and a half point favorites. They burned me last week as dogs. Uh, yeah. But this week, much softer opponent. The yeah. Panthers. Honestly, I, I think the process still holds up from what I said about them last week. I think that they can still emerge. They're still only a game behind in their division. They can still emerge easily as the champions in that division and go on to the playoffs. They just got to start playing serious football and winning the games they're supposed to win. Being five and a half point favorites, this is definitely a game they're supposed to win. I don't anticipate that the Panthers can keep up with them at all. Um, it's such a new look team with new management too. I don't even consider the in-division, inter-division matchup really like keeping it close here because – who on the Panthers like that doesn't that doesn't pass the mental test there? Um, they haven't built up a rivalry with their current current brass really. So, yeah, five and a half points. That's a touchdown easy in my mind. And the Bucks have a lot of people who can put up touchdowns. You know, Mike Evans, yeah. and Chris Godwin alone. Those guys are, are better scorers than anybody on the Panthers in my opinion. So, yeah, Bryce Young has his work cut out for him. Yeah, did you see uh, Bryce Young's parents were at the game last year week? not even wearing Panther stuff. They're wearing Bama stuff. They're like, nah, screw the Panthers. Yeah. I don't even think they're about into it. So, uh, Panthers pretty good bet against in any given week. Take a hard look at the Panthers game in any given week and ask yourself, they suck pretty bad. Do you think, uh, you think this team could beat them by that much points? Uh, so I like it. Uh, all right. Daps, what you got in the $30 spot? My $30 spot. I'm, I'm sorry, Casey, I had to do it to you. Um, <laughs> I Do just the Panthers Falcon, Falcons Jets no, over no 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 the uh, the oh. Eagles getting three points at home is insane to me. Um, I looked at that absolutely as well. Absolutely insane. And, and also, yeah. by the way, I've bet against the Eagles the past two weeks, and I hate doing this. I hate switching up the bet because I don't think things just keep happening again and again and again. But the Eagles. <sighs> You know, maybe this is a bad bet by me. But listen, the Eagles are home. They're playing the Niners. The Niners have had some bad losses this year. The Eagles have a bad loss to the Jets, by the way. Mm -hmm. I, I will say th something right now that is almost against – it is against the bet that I've put in. I don't understand some of the – some of the Eagles' wins this year are really, really unimpressive. Ugly. Yeah. They're ugly. Yeah. Now, let me also say last week, Jalen Hurts at least proved to me, and I, I, I've i been a Jalen Hurts fan, that the amount of drives he just came back, he was calm, he was cool, he was collected. 
put the ball where it needed to be, put them in a position to win. Now, granted, he didn't do a great job, but then his kicker just like rifles this 59-yard missile in the rain, which was absurd. Maybe the greatest kick I've ever seen to win a game. But, you know, Jalen Hurts didn't really put him in position to kick a field goal like to win the game, right? The kicker had to come out and, you know, save the day. Now, going to overtime, though, Jalen Hurts marches down the field, right? And he and he wins the game. And super, super impressive. Now, the Eagles beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys should have won that game. Eagles beat the Chiefs. MBS drops that touchdown. Chiefs, Chiefs were winning the whole game up until six minutes left, right? Mm-hmm. So Eagles game, Eagles Chiefs, Eagles Cowboys, and then oh. there was one more win that the Eagles had, and I'm just going to pull it up real quick. Um, it was the Eagles beat the the Bills. Bills. Le- yeah. Right, the Bills. That's the other win. That I Listen, it was impressive that they won the game, but the Gabe Davis runs the wrong route in overtime, right? Like everything seems to be going the Eagles way in a lot of these games. Like in the Cowboys game, McCarthy, typical McCarthy fashion, makes these bonehead calls, right? And doesn't put a touchdown in the end zone from like the five yard line. So again, the Eagles are getting wins and they deserve credit. They're they're nine and one or ten and one. They did it last year. They go to the Super Bowl, they lose to the Chiefs, but you got to win when it counts in the playoffs for sure. And listen, the Niners could roll the Eagles, and I wouldn't be surprised. The, the Niners but, have, yeah, the, the way that I would put it is the Niners have three losses that were ugly. Every other game, the ones they've won, we're all like, these guys are buttoned up. Like they are clean, they are tight. When they're clicking, they're so good. Whereas like the Eagles have some kind of scrappy, ugly wins. So all the stuff you're saying is true, but I think kind of your, your crux of it and what you're getting to is like, Getting three and a half points at home is insane, though. How can I yeah, pass up on it? Yeah, it's just it's a bet. Like you have to take three points at home, right? Yeah. With especially with the best team in the league, right? And and you know Hassan Reddick said some stuff publicly too. Like I heard a lot of crying from the Niners last year. Yada yada yada, right? Like oh, a lot of what ifs. Uh, what if Brock Purdy didn't get injured? What if the, we had a quarterback? This and that. But when it comes down to it, the Eagles got the win, and now you get now you get your chance for redemption as a Niner, as a Niner fan, right? So, well, it's that's the game of the week. I'll tell you that. Yeah. There's no more. There's oh, no cooler game to watch than that game this week. Oh yeah. In my personal opinion, before we get off this matchup, um, I will say I was absolutely floored when I saw how this opened up. Did you say you yeah. have you got three and a half points for the Eagles? Three and a half. Yeah. So no, Eagles no, just three. three. And a half not not no, just a half. three. Just yeah, yeah. but 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 still, like, if if this spread right now is Eagles minus three, none of us would be like, "Oh wow, I can't believe that." You'd think that's yeah, normal, and that's that's yeah. a six point difference. Like, think about that. That's a yeah. six, and 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 then at this point play, in the season, that's huge. Yeah, but well, also change change your spread by six points on any other bet of the week, and it looks way different. Yeah, like way different, right? So. The only things I, I want to call out here, because that's what I saw too, was the three-point spread where it opened up. Um, I've just been hearing all year, right? Like, there's one team atop yeah. the NFC, right? Like, you, I mean, there's been no arguments really, right, since the Niners hit that three-game skid. And I just find it really interesting. As soon as this opens up, the sports books, the, the people who are most invested in this, it opens up with 
three points for the Eagles at home? I mean, typically they you give three points to the visiting team usually. So do they really think the Niners are six, six points man. favored if this was on neutral ground, basically? Like, this makes no sense to me. It doesn't match any of the narratives that anybody has said all year. I was expecting to slam the Niners plus however many points they were going to get in this matchup. And as soon as I saw that, I thought, hey, something's wrong Trap. here. This is crazy. Trap. It's Trap, absolute yeah. crap. And I think that this – you should be betting the Eagles like Daps is if you're a believer at all that they're the best team. Otherwise, if this if you're scared of this matchup, then you think the Niners are the best team in the NFC. I hate to break it to you. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. the only way that this happens to be. A 10-1 team is they're, – they're underdogs at home. It makes no sense at all. I think it, it rings – It to, just like, screams – it screams trap from, from Vegas. It screams yeah, the, the, do, trap. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago uh, when the, the Chiefs were playing the Eagles and we looked at the over-under and it was at like 42 and a half and we're like, what? That seems – 42 and a half on that game seems like what? smash over. And uh, and then the under hit. And, and Daps, at the time, you said, I don't like it. Smells fishy. Vegas knows something. Vegas Vegas got the scripts early. They know something. I don't like it. That's kind of what Eagles plus three and a half at home feels like to me. You know, or plus three at home feels like to me. Like what? Like what? What is this? You know? Uh, yeah. I think yeah. we all expected Eagles minus three. Honestly, this this is one of those really tough ones though, where it's a trap. But which way is it a trap? And usually, right. like a trap is like you know it. But at the same time, I think the public is more on the Niners this year than any other maybe, team. Yeah, maybe the books right? are opening because, that because they like the the public likes so, the Niners. And and when when they, remember we talked about this a couple weeks ago when the Niners were five and zero oh, the headlines of these you know meme pages and social media outlets was like give the championship to the Niners now yeah. which is insane by the way to say about any team five weeks into the season ever in the history of football or any right. sport like you never say stuff like that right and then but but my point with that is is that. The public believes the Niners are really, really good. At least good. the betting, the betting public. Vegas has that data, right? Yeah, yeah. So because of that, I think they think, all right. Well, if we make this, if we give the Niners three points, everybody's taking the Niners. And yeah. like Vegas never wants everybody. To, they want it split. They don't want yeah. everybody to take anything, right? They wanted to split down the middle um, on every single bet. So. <sighs> It's this is a tough one, but that's why I said this is the game of the week. Everybody wants to watch this game. I don't know if is it Sunday night this game. I'm not sure. I Eagles, hope it's Sunday night. I Eagles hope it's Niners night. is no, it's a four o'clock game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's whatever. But they still, just got them sitting there. They got like the game of the freaking year sitting there in the four o'clock spot. Like great job, NFL. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let, let's move off this one. Casey actually told me yesterday he was like, I was ready to smash Niners. And it just never even occurred to me that the Eagles would get three points at home. Uh, who knows? I don't know if you stayed out of it or if you got into it, Casey. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like you feel a little cheated. You're like, wait, then how come the Niners don't get the media narrative then? Uh, I, I'm not disagreeing yeah, with yeah. what Dap said at all. But yeah. conveniently, you forgot the part three weeks later where they were five and three and everybody said, I don't even think they're a playoff team. So right. yeah, uh, they've, they've seen both sides of the coin. They're back to a three game winning streak. I think they're going yeah, to win this well, game. Well, well, that's 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 also insane. 
Yeah. Like both, both of those things. After both extremes. Five, like, why can't you just not say <laughs> either of those things and be a Are you saying sports media reporting is, is usually where, yeah, we're, we're typically very reasonable, like very reasonable level headed takes in sports media. That's, that's what we're well known for, I think. Right. Really? Um, so, all right, let's move on to the $40 round. Uh, Casey, you went first that time. So Daps, we're going to go to you first in the $40 round. Uh, in my $40 spot, I went with the Dolphins minus nine and a half in Washington. Um, I just think the the Dolphins are, Tua didn't play great last week, but they're in rhythm. The Commanders have such a bad defense. It is so bad. And they also cannot protect their quarterback. So I just see this as a, a very, very high scoring game. Um, I think the commanders can definitely put up points, but if the dolphins run away with it pretty early, I think they're going to air it out maybe to Tyreek and to waddle early. And then they're going to run H HN is coming back this week. That stud rookie running back is coming back. They got Mostert. They got Jeff Wilson. So I see them going up by a couple touchdowns and then running the ball, uh, and maybe running the ball like for two or 300 yards too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, speaking of dolphins at commanders, Casey, what do you have in your $40 spot? Yeah, I see it the same way Daps. I bet on the dolphins against the bad team last week. Didn't care what the spread was. I think that's the formula right now. If you're going to give me a top five team against, you know, a, a bottom 10 team, at least right now, I don't care what the spread is that much. I feel pretty confident, especially if it's still single digits, especially I mean, a team like the dolphins, who is not afraid to run it up. Like they yeah, want to score that, 35 points. I think they're going to go up by a couple of touchdowns. Like you said, Daps and, from that point on, we've seen them do lots of different stuff. They Sometimes hung they 70 the on the Broncos. Let's not forget Sometimes they were hung 70 passing, on the Broncos. They do all kinds of things. Yeah, so yeah. they they will definitely run the commanders out of Washington, their own town, and just yep. uh, take that as their own territory, I think, here. Uh, yeah, that's $40 round. That might be the confidence bet. We'll see where, where we're at in the $50 round here, but that might be the smash bet of the week if you guys both have it in that $40 spot. Uh, Dolphins, who cares about the 9.5 points? Let's go ahead and take them. The commanders aren't very good. All right, Casey, you get the turn. $50 spot, money round. What you got? My last bet of the week. I, I remember being close with the Dolphins game in the chart or in this game here. Oops. Yeah, you're kind of leaked it a little there. There you go. Uh, I wasn't sure where to go. I'm glad we both had it at $40, that Dolphins game daps. Uh, maybe we're different here. I'm picking another spread bet. Chargers on the road against the Pats. Pats still pretty much hot garbage all year long. Yeah. I don't expect them to do very much. The Chargers. Fully will admit, pretty disappointing season so far. Yeah, um, They can still put up points, though. And they're not going to lose to a team like the Pats. I believe that. It's a matter of how much they win by. If I believe they're going to win, I'm not going to predict it's some nail-biter field goal at the end of the game, end of regulation, yeah. to go up by one and win. They should win by a touchdown, in my estimate. I don't even know how the Patriots are planning to score touchdowns, honestly, these days. Uh, for Mondre, Bailey's happy, baby. Up, seems like they're just toast. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the Chargers, they have a lot of weapons. They haven't really put it all together this year, but it's, they're just too talented. They're going to win by a touchdown or more. Uh, take the Chargers, uh, giving up six points. I, I don't know if you saw earlier this week, Rex Rex Ryan fired some shots at, uh, at Bill Belichick, said the only reason you were ever good was Tom Brady. And uh, when that he's like, I called it then when that guy went to Tampa Bay, like you guys were never going to be good again. So, uh, yeah, maybe Belichick, not the best coach ever. 
who knows? I'm, I'm not ready to say it. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm the messenger. I'm saying what other people are saying. Uh, I'll put it this way. I like that you said if, if the Chargers are going to win, it's not going to be some nail better. I'll, I'll put it this way. If it is a nail better, I bet they lose. They make the worst decisions out of any team in the league in like one score games on final drives. They're like, ah, we should, we should go for it on like fourth and eight when we're up by, you know, three, right? Sure. Yeah, like we should definitely do that. They're just not great decisions. So yeah, I think they definitely choke if it's close. So this is a good bet because I do think they win, and and if they win, they're not going to win a close one. Uh, all right, Depths, what do you got in the fifty dollars spot? Fifty dollars spot. I I liked uh, Casey's assessment. I definitely checked that bet out. Uh, I just don't bet on the Chargers because they're so inconsistent. They're, like they're a tr- very trapped. They're yeah, like they're just so bad. They're just so. Pretty hard to watch um and it's unfortunate because they have such star power uh i think they're so good but so bad like they're that coach should be fired in the middle of the season like that's how bad he is he should he doesn't deserve to go through like you know you Mm -hmm. give the respect to certain guys and and fire them at the end of the season (laughs) for the like in my opinion you know they just they just fired the panthers head coach the chargers with four wins are more disappointing than the Panthers with one win. And this coach is so bad. He is such a bad decision maker. And this has been going on for years. I watched the Chargers-Raiders game years ago where they the Chargers, if they tied the game, they were going to the playoffs with the Raiders. And this guy, Staley, is an, he's the worst. And Herbert on fourth and 10, like three times, brought him back, brought him back, brought him back. This guy like didn't call a timeout. He's just an idiot. Um, in my fifty dollars oh, spot, though, he was the he was the poster boy for making like crazy decisions on fourth downs and stuff. I mean, he started that yeah. whole trend really in the modern. Yeah. Well, modern why do we do it? Because of analytics. Well, okay, yeah, maybe just use a little judgment. I don't know. It's just it, that doesn't hold up forever. It's a double edged no, sword. He's he's he's. I, I think he's the worst coach in the NFL. It's either him or or the guy in either him or the guy in Chicago. Yeah. Um, I'm going, I'm going with maybe who's going to win the coach of the year this year, this week, uh, the lions minus four in new Orleans indoors coming off a loss to the Packers on Thanksgiving, extra days of rest. The saints have been wildly inconsistent, inconsistent this year. Derek Carr, super unimpressive. They do have a solid defense. They can definitely stay and hang around in games. But the Lions indoors, man, like Goff, Goff, Goff has been bad the past two weeks. By the way, Goff beat the Bears on a, a pretty impressive end of game. But he threw, I think, four, three picks in that game, fumbled three times last week. And by the way, if the Bears had won, this is crazy to think about. If the Bears had beat the Lions two weeks ago, they would be one game out of the seven seed in the NFC one game out. And like the bears have been bad this year. Right. So they're still only two games out, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's not looking good for the bears, but back to the lions minus four. I think they bounce back. They win this game and maybe, maybe rolling. You know what I mean? Maybe they run the ball. Well, they pass the ball well, and they're just clicking on all cylinders, but we'll see. A mainstay has been Monty. David Montgomery's been good even in their loss. Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's one of those things where if you think the Lions are good, if they they've played good all season, if you do, if you've put eyes on them and you think, yeah, they're pretty good, uh, it's a time to take advantage of the books and the public having a lower opinion of them, right? Uh, 
two weeks ago, Lions Saints would probably have a seven and a half point spread. Now it's four uh, because they they lost to a team they shouldn't have lost to last week. But that happens. It's in any given Sunday league, right? And so take advantage of that of the books being a little bit low on them. I like this one for that for that reason. I'm also just an advocate of the NFC North, so a little bit biased there. But um, yeah. I like it. That that wraps it up, boys. That's the that is the round of betting. Um, obviously, don't you know all the things they say about gambling? You know, if you don't don't bet money, you don't have. Uh, this is not financial advice. But Casey and Apps both having having some pretty good having having a pretty good run this season so far. So uh, I like all the bets. Let's move into our game. Um, so <clears throat> I like to do stuff that is like typical player prop bets uh kind of benchmark some player props for people and we do it in a game format called heat check if you've never been here before uh you'll get it it makes a the, the game makes sense the the rules of the game make sense but this this week we are doing receptions so just total volume of receptions and we are doing it in the 2022 2023 season so the season that happened last year not the current season just because that doesn't age well if somebody watches this like next week or something like that so 2022-2023 season. Casey, you're 0 and 2 in heat check. Uh so I will just give the decision to you. Do you want to go first? Or you want to go second? Uh let's have Daps lead us off again. Daps going to lead us off. Uh okay, Daps, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. First question. Marquise aka Hollywood, Marquise Hollywood Brown had 67 total receptions last season. Did Keenan Allen have more or less than that? I mean, the quick answer is like, obviously Keenan Allen has more receptions than Hollywood Brown, but I believe Keenan was hurt. So the question is how many games was he hurt? And I'm just, because of that, I'm gonna have to go under. Okay. So, uh, Hollywood Brown had 67 receptions last season. Dap said Keenan Allen had less than that. The answer is less. Keenan Allen had 66 receptions last season i mean that was obvious daps I, I can't believe you were even waffling on that one uh clearly had massive one less than him all right casey that's to you now so keenan allen 66 receptions last season did the judge jerry judy have more or less man let's see jerry judy i love had- this game yeah. <laughs> Are you like so you like I can't believe I got that question. I'm so glad I don't have this one. Yeah, Jerry Judy, I think he also had some injuries last year, but I don't think he missed as much time as Keenan Allen if I remember correctly. Maybe I don't even have the year right on Jerry Judy missing time. Last yeah. year, the infamous shit show for Denver Broncos. Yep. They passed a lot too. They, they were they were always behind. Game. They were behind every game. Nobody really emerged. I know that I had Cortland Sutton on a few fantasy rosters, and he was a pretty big flop. A few usable games, that was about it. And I remember coming into this year thinking Jerry Judy would be the the main breakout. So I must have based that off of last season. He was one of the better ones on the team, at least. I think I'm going to follow the same thing. This is too low for, for, for Keenan. Uh, so I'm going to go with the over on this one as well. Okay. I think, think Keenan Allen just missed so much time. That's a low number. Yeah. Keenan Allen had 66 receptions last season. The answer was, did Jerry Judy have more or less? Casey says more. Jerry Judy 
had 67 receptions last season. Oh, by a mile then. I, the process was correct. Casey, come on. Uh, get with it. Uh, you guys both got maybe the hardest question that I put on the, uh, uh, in, the, in the game. So this is interesting. Casey putting the pressure on Daps to stay undefeated. Uh, okay, Daps. Jerry Judy had 67 receptions last season. Did Juju Smith-Schuster have more or less? Juju Smith-Schuster was on the Chiefs last year. And the number is, did Juju have 67? More, more or less than 67. Oh, man. <laughs> 67 for Juju. 67 I mean, there, there's, reception. There, there's a man. There's a man on the Chiefs who eats up a lot of targets. It's true. I'm going under because Juju's so bad. <laughs> That's your justification. That's, I don't even think yeah. he could have. He probably could. He couldn't catch the ball sixty-seven times. There's yeah, no way. I just, uh, he's so <laughs> bad. Uh, okay, so uh, whoop, lost my tab. Sorry. So uh, we got Jerry Judy, the judge, sixty-seven receptions last season. Did Juju Smith Schuster have more or less? Dap says he had less. Juju Smith Schuster had seventy-eight receptions last season. Uh, oh, it was actually my. kind of a career year for him. It was God, one of his better no years. No way it was a career year. He I mean, it, it, he had Second. a career year. His real career years were with the Steelers, but like if we take the last like five, last four or five, like it, we, he, it was a little, little bit of a revival year for him. Um, yeah, Juju. I wonder I wonder now that you, now we're saying this, if like the Chiefs would be better this year, if, even if he was on the team, like – or he he would be dropping balls too. You know yeah, what I mean? like, yeah, they just have another guy dropping balls, probably. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. He caught him last season. Maybe there's something about the way Mahomes, you know, puts the juice on it. Uh, what's what's the number we're at? What was the number for that? Seventy-eight. Okay, Casey, Jerry Judy, or sorry, Juju Smith-Schuster had seventy-eight receptions. Now, last Jerry Judy, I know that one. I yeah, can, I can get that right. <laughs> he had seventy-eight receptions last season. Did DK Metcalf have more or less than that? DK. I mean, my brain automatically thinks. You're like, more. is this a trick question? It, I, I did he miss significant time? I mean, I don't think he did. This has got to be smash higher. I'm not going to overthink this. Not going to overthink it. Not going to overthink it. Not going to try to play the game maker. Just going to try and play the game. I respect it. Juju Smith Schuster had 78 receptions last season. Casey says DK Metcalf had more. DK Metcalf had 90 receptions last season. Quite a few more. Okay. I don't, that was that was supposed to be the easy round for both of you. So, Daps, you are working from behind now, buddy. Uh, Juju is kind of, Juju's kind of a trap one because he's so bad, but like he actually did catch a bunch of balls last year. Anybody yeah. who jumps around teams, it's going to be hard too. Yep, yep. All right, so DK Metcalf, Daps, had 90 receptions last season. Did Christian McCaffrey have more or less? I thought you were going to hit him with his teammate, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett's another good one, but I passed on that. I don't know the answer to that, honestly. It seems really close. Uh, I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey had less than 90. Okay. DK Metcalf had 90 receptions last season. Dapp says Christian McCaffrey had less. Christian McCaffrey had 85 receptions last season. He had, I'll just, I'll tell you this. He had a lot of receptions. There's not a lot of non-receivers in the air he's in. Uh, he caught a lot of balls. So uh, you were right. Less is the answer. Casey, to you now, your guy, Christian McCaffrey, 
had 85 receptions last season. Did Brandon Ayuk have more or less than that? Oh, uh, Brandon wow. Ayuk can Niners questions to Casey. Is that even I legal? I know. Well, I, I, I figured here's, here was my logic. I'm like, he's just going to pick CMC cause he doesn't want to be wrong on CMC. So I'm going to give him another Niner and I knew he'd make you go first. Man, I mean, Brandon Ayuk has been stealthily like rising up through the ranks in receivers. People haven't really yes. noticed it until this year where he's pretty undeniably. That is a up. correct assessment of Brandon Ayukin. But CMC, man, I mean, he was a target hog. He was basically the whole offense after he showed up. This is I'm I'll put it like this. I feel pretty confident after CMC shows up, he probably had more receptions than Ayuk. But yeah, I think you have to think about his Panthers it. weeks. Exactly. I'm I didn't care at all. Uh you weren't watching the Panthers. You weren't watching the Panthers last year? <laughs> I had about uh zero first picks in my fantasy draft, so I didn't need to watch like Christian McCaffrey box scores all that much. And there <laughs> wasn't really anybody else on the Panthers to yeah. really pay attention to either. So I I'm I'm not gonna overthink this one either. I'm gonna go with the star power, a nod to my guy, Ayuk, but Honestly, he shouldn't be getting more targets. His, his targets should be more valuable downfield targets for sure. But CMC should get the ball pretty often, even though he's getting a ton of rushing attempts. I got to go with CMC. I don't, I don't want to be wrong about CMC. You're right. So I'm going to go with him. Yep. Okay. Casey said, or Christian McCaffrey had 85 receptions last season. Casey says, Brandon Ayuk, an actual receiver on the same team, had fewer targets or fewer receptions. Brandon Ayuk had 78 receptions last season. You got it right, Casey. So through three rounds, Casey's perfect. He's three of three. This is Casey's ball to fumble right now because Daps is two of three. So you could tie him up right here, and then he would be forced to get the last question right. What was your question, Casey? Was that 80 to 78? Is that what that was? 85 to 78. 85, okay. All right, Daps, to you. Last round, Brandon Ayuk had 78 receptions last season. Did the sun god Amon Ra St. Brown have more or less? Amon Ra had more. Brandon Ayuk had 78 receptions last season. Dab says Amon Ra St. Brown had more. Amon Ra St. Brown had 106 receptions last season. Dude was a target hog. Uh, yeah, you got it. So Casey, this is this is on you now. The t- the pressure's three, on baby the score is three, three it's a tie score with case casey gets a chance for a buzzer beater right here the sun god amon ross st brad hat the sun god amon ross st brown had 106 receptions last season did jamar chase have more or less than that okay <laughs> daps's reaction is like whoa yeah quick Thoughts. This game is this game is awesome because yeah, like you go from, you go from like you go from Juju and then like Jamar Chase which are yeah. so different you know yeah okay so thinking out loud here no significant injuries that I can think of I seem to recall Jamar might have missed a, a game or two I know he's had some stuff maybe Amon Ra did too I don't know nobody was watching the line I mean I wasn't watching the lines as closely until they started looking pretty good but i'm gonna say the injury is about a wash um asb though feels like way more of a target all over the field where jamar chase sure he gets a lot of targets but they really like using him as that deep guy they got the tyler boyd receptions underneath 
They got T. Higgins working in there. Pretty big factor last year, at least. This year, who knows? <laughs> so I'm I'm feeling like even though Chase... He's trying to convince himself that Jamar Chase isn't like a major target. No, he obviously is, but there's more <laughs> targets on that team. And I think he, he probably ended up with better numbers on the season, but I think he can do a lot more with less. And I think ASB is about the only... You just throw the ball to him on that team. Yeah. I'm going to go with ASB with more catches. So okay. Fewer for Chase. Fewer for Chase. All right. So I'm going to St. Brown had 106 receptions last season. Casey says Jamar Chase had less. Jamar Wait, Chase. Yeah. Are you happy I guess that? Or I don't not? know. I really yes. don't know the answer. <laughs> He's like, I don't know how I would answer that question. <laughs> Jamar, Jamar Chase had 87 receptions last season, which meant Casey okay. went a perfect four for wow. four while Daps went three for four. However, there are two bonus round questions. So if we make them both worth a point, Daps could salvage okay. this. Okay. Okay. And steal my only win of the yes. year from but all right. Yeah, well, you know, that's your fault for getting wiped out so bad in the other ones. You couldn't come back with the bonus rounds. What, uh, what makes these bonus questions? I want to know. How, why are they not just rounds five and six? Uh because well, they're also, because they're not the same game. So go go oh, ahead. Okay. What's really interesting to me is that uh Jamar Chase was like second overall, third overall pick this year in fantasy so that just means that he must have had a lot of touchdowns last year because you know those receptions do add I mean, up we're, to points. we're talking about receptions not yards i think jamar chase is a big yards guy oh yeah yeah for sure but still 20 receptions less than amon ra like that's a lot 20 yeah. you know yeah i put it this way amon ra if you if you look at the list of rece- receiving receptions leaders last year a lot of it's not surprising amon ra is incredibly surprising like and in, in, in some ways, you're like, no, he's not. He's like the only target. But it's like, yeah, if you look at the company he's around at 106, it's surprising. He's more um, of a possession guy, though. Jamar Chase isn't that guy. All right. He just does a lot with all this. Tiebreaker round here. First round of the tiebreaker. Chance for Daps to tie it up and send it into double overtime. Or overtime, I guess. Uh, overtime operator? J- yeah, hey, I see what he did there. Hey. Uh, all right. So you guys are going to write it down. I'm going to give you a couple seconds. Who had the most receptions last season? Write down the name of a player, any player. Uh, I mean, you could write down any name, I guess. You could write down the name of a buddy. You could be like Bill Simmons. Nope, that's a that's a person. That's like a person in the media. It just came to my brain. <laughs> my buddy, my buddy Jeff, he had the most last season. I would suggest a player who is a receiver. That's probably the best bet. Who to write down? Is that a is that a real hint or is that a fake out hint? I mean, dude, I think I think I can just make it obvious here that Christian McCaffrey had way more receptions than any other non-receiver. Like that's not true. He's the only know. he's the I only think. one even up there. I think. No way! You're forgetting about another position group altogether. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm I'm including tight ends and receivers. Okay, a tight end is a receiver, man. In today's NFL, come on. Tight end's like 30% offensive lineman. Not going to lie. I was leaning there until you threw me off with the receiver comment. Now I'm like... I would I would suggest a tight end or a receiver. Let me put it that way. Okay. Okay. Well, hmm. no matter what, I'm blaming I'm gonna... you if I lose on this now. But, yeah. man. Because the right, names that... pop into mind immediately. There's, there's really three. There's really three that it's one of these guys. All right, I'm going to go with who and, and I would have picked anyway before your pseudo fake out hand. Now, now that you have it written down already, I'll even go so far to say is like there's actually really only two. 
Um, two names right. came. Two names came to mind. Yes. First. Yeah. And I, I'm assuming you guys have the both. So if you guys both get it on this one, then we're going to yeah. send it into double overtime. If Dabs gets it and you don't, then we're still going to send it into double overtime. All right. Hold it up, boys. I pivoted. I'm not going to lie. I got scared. We got Casey saying Justin Jefferson. What did you say, Daps? I can't quite read it. Same thing. Justin Same thing. Jefferson. The answer is... I crossed out Travis Kelsey. The, the, yeah. So Travis Kelsey was third. That was a good choice. Tyreek Hill was second. Justin Jefferson was first. You guys both got it, which means we're going to double overtime. I guess that technically means that best case scenario, Daps can tie it. But... The double overtime question is how many reception receptions did Justin Jefferson have? Go ahead and write it down on your paper. How many did he have? How many? We know that he had the most and we know what numbers have been set in this game if we have good memories. So we know it's higher than the highest number that's been set in this game. So don't say a number lower than that because then you'll look stupid. I'm not I'm not here to make anybody look stupid. I actually think you guys both came out pretty smart in this game. It was three four. Well, somebody only missed one question. All right. You guys got it? Got it written? Is it written, yeah. Casey? All right, hold it up. Casey said What? No. <laughs> okay, well, I guess you guys tie. Which means Casey wins. Uh, you guys both put 123. I crossed out 122 that time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> first off, no more crossing out. Casey, whatever you wrote down hey, first from now on, that counts. If he crosses it out, it's the first one. Since you told me you like crossed a... out 122 and a half, this is on you. You told me you crossed out 122 and a half. You're, you're 122. So your official guess is 122 and a half, which means Daps wins and you guys thought, no, I'm just kidding. Casey wins. It was 128. Uh, so you guys are both under by five. So if you would have put 122, it would have been that would have been really un like if you guys tied uncasey of you. Yeah, that would be a real bummer if you guys tied at the end of all this. So uh, I'm glad Casey got a win. Now it's a like close. You know, now it's two one. It's closer. That wasn't even like football knowledge that maybe I went. You know, one two three is just so much more satisfying to write. Then one two two. I was like. That feels weird. I don't know. Yeah. I like one, two, three better. You guys were both close. Yes. One, so, uh, so, um, Justin Jefferson had 128. Tyreek Hill had 119. Travis Kelsey had 110. And then that's Travis Kelsey's kind of just leading the chase pack. You got like Stefan Diggs with 108, Austin Eckler with uh, 107. Um, so yeah, that's I guess Eckler. That's who I wasn't thinking I thought about. TK would be closer, honestly. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it, it, that's kind of like, I looked at it and I'm like, there's really only two guys. It's it's JJ and Tyreek. And honestly, JJ even is a little bit of a runaway on Tyreek. I can't believe Nine we put receptions. the same number. That's crazy. There's <laughs> so many numbers in like that were like fathomable. Like really anything between like 110 and probably like 135 is fathomable. And you guys chose the same number. I think that's, that's more than usual too. I had to reset my brain. To, I mean, that's why I switched to JJ. Too. My brain, my Before brain went one eight. My brain went 119, and then it went, no, it's got to be more than that because 106 for Amon Ra. And then I was like, 127, and I was like, oh, that's high. Yeah, so and I was like, Jordan, Jordan number, 123. So, so let me, t- so, so like I was trying to tell you, Amon Ra, like he's in company that you're like surprised by. So Austin Eckler at 107 is fifth. CeeDee Lamb tied for fifth at 107. Then Amon Ra St. Brown at 106. 
Chris Godwin, Devontae wow. Adams, Michael Pittman Jr. Eckler had uh, uh, Amon Ra is in some company that yeah. not very many people would ne- mention him in in terms of receptions volume. That's a that is a stat that favors him. I'll put it that way. I think that's where he belongs though, mostly. In that, that st- in, in that stat. Probably not in like who's the best receiver conversation, but that's a stat that favors him, I would say. It does. Yeah. He's a possession guy. Imagine losing this on Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah. That's what you did. That's what Imagine you did. having to like, answer Juju's any so type of trivia about Juju Smith Schuster. You're like, Juju's Man. so bad. I can't say in ends up turns out he had 78 catches. Left. I just want to know if Casey would have got that right. Uh I don't even remember. Did you guess under on that one? You that guessed, that you he it? guessed under uh he guessed under Jerry Judy. For Juju? Yeah. I mean you have the hindsight bias now, but yeah, I don't know. That one's gross. It's real yeah. gross. <laughs> Yeah. It's, the ge- it's not like Jerry Judy's particularly good, you know. Like, no. No. Um, well, it's not you- like Judy's particularly good either. So yeah, it's it's real yeah. nasty. He didn't get re-signed by the Chiefs, so Ju- yeah, Juju Juju actually had like a good year for this stat. So he's around uh so other guys are at our 78. Brent Ayuk is 78, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans is right underneath Juju at 77, Cooper Cup right underneath that at 75. Like Ju- Juju kind of had he's he's a little bit high honestly in this stat the stat favored him that year particularly so that's the other thing about the asb thing being higher than than you would think there's a lot of receivers who missed time last year i remember that being kind of right. outsized last year the, the keenan allen Co- cooper the, cup cooper cup is cooper an example yep. yeah i mean those are guys who are flying past him and in, in catches in particular so yep uh yep i just said all the stuff it's overtime operators we talk about making money in sports if you're on youtube hit the subscribe button hit the bell icon so that you get notified when we are uh when we when we post new episodes uh if you're listening on audio follow us so that you get notified on your podcast app every time we have new episodes if you haven't yet subscribe to the newsletter it's linked up in the description or show notes of whether wherever you're watching or listening we send that out on thursdays so it's sort of like the last thing that goes out every week like hey here's like the adjusted odds sometimes the show gets posted and we have one spread and then the spread moves a little bit by thursday so we get that last stuff in you know and then we usually try and update like yeah look i liked it when i said it on the show but at this spread i don't like it usually that doesn't happen but uh thursday newsletter sort of the last sort of line of defense and uh yeah that's the pod